works on the prophet so much that the prophet doesn't talk about what he likes he only talks and speaks of God's desire that is why when the devil wants to deceive very many people in our generation he had to use the name prophets because the very concept of a prophet is actually a concept that God used to talk to people the two duties of a prophet was one to tell the mind of God two was to intercede for the people most times God is so angry and is looking for somebody to talk to so he talks to the prophet about what is in his mind how angry he is so now the duty of the prophet is to plead with God please God don't be that angry I'm going to talk to them and also talk to the people to change their minds so one of the things that God did in the Old Testament that I really love so much which I will want him to do in our lives is to raise us as prophets when you subject yourself to the Holy Spirit what the Holy Spirit does is that it kills the desire of the flesh carnality is the things that the devil has put inside of you that you don't need so many things around you you don't need them but they have occupied a greater portion of your house before the Holy Spirit occupies the body it has to format some certain things when it enters into it and occupies the whole of you he now controls how you think because now it's no longer your brain that is thinking you own the skull he owns the brain it's no longer your eyes that is seeing you own the eye but he owns the sights it's no longer your mouth that is talking you own the mouth but he owns the voice so he speaks to you that is what it means to be filled by the spirit of god and by that time when you are filled by the spirit of the lord a prophet has just been made because his heart is situated close to your heart so whatever is his heart's desire is your heart desire and out of the abundance of their heart the mouth speaketh so if your heart is automatically god's heart and your mind is automatically god's mind then whatever thing you want to say out will be what is in the abundance of your heart so whenever you want to talk you will be talking what is god planning what is god thinking that's how God makes prophet and God said I'm not going to bring a prophet from somewhere into your family from among your brethren I raise for myself a prophet alright let's be on Deuteronomy 18 lift up your hands father i open us up for your word in the name of jesus lord i open the heavens up for our blessings i declare that you are available for us in jesus name deuteronomy chapter 18 from verse 15 the other part where we read in last service was know ye not that your body is the temple of god and the spirit of the lord dwells in your body and this is can we read together as everybody's on their feet one two go let's read together and the lord thy god will raise up unto thee a prophet from the midst of thee of thy brethren 
like unto me unto him shall hearken all right according to all that thou hast desired of the lord thy god in horeb in the days of the assembly saying let me not hear again the voice of the lord my god neither let me see thy great fire anymore that i die not these people were saying god we are tired of hearing pastors preach can't we see you face to face so god decided to open up himself and they could hear the voice of the lord by themselves and saw fire that is god on fire they were dying very many of them so they now said oh god we don't want to hear your voice again let me not hear your voice again that is we don't want to hear like a thunder again and we don't want to see your great fire anymore so that we don't continue dying give me the next verse and the lord said unto them they have well spoken that which they have spoken verse 18 i will raise them a prophet from among their brethren like unto thee and will put my words in his mouth and he shall speak unto them all that i shall command him obeying your pastor is obeying god in fact the invention of pastoring i'm already preaching now i'm preaching on the making of the prophets be seated in genesis god was the one preaching by himself in genesis you keep hearing people said and the lord spoke to abraham and the lord spoke to so person and the lord spoke to this and the lord appeared the voice of the lord walked in the garden and he spoke to adam and eve and god appeared unto cain and he spoke to so he was always god preaching by himself in the olden testament now the invention of a prophet a prophet is actually somebody who's telling the mind of god it has nothing to do with somebody who mentioned the call of somebody's pants it has nothing he watches too much pornography until it has stick in his head so all that he sees when he closes his eyes i see a lady here with a black pants dotted white this is a symbol of too much pornography that's not prophetic check all the prophets in the bible they speak the mind of god your pants is not in god's mind <laughs> that's why god can say you i want you to use this white pants today as you're going to church he can't choose those things for you those things are not in his mind they are just in your natural discretion you just choose what you want to wear those are not the mind of god there's an orange in your family compound as in all those things are not in god's mind you can as well cut them off say that no cut that orange show anytime prophet is saying me now that orange then they carry describe our house so the invention of a prophet was because of the people because at the point god started talking through moses to the people of israel and their pride was too much they knew moses they knew when they put him in water they knew how they did the arrangement and they brought him out of water and so on so they were so much carried away by familiarity and they said to him ah is it only you that god talks through is it only you that god talks through can't god talk through any of us and moses said to god god they said i shouldn't talk to them again that you should talk to them god said okay gather them up let me talk to them they gathered themselves up and they wanted to hear god talk to them they said we want god to talk to us why is it only you that god is talking through 
when I hear some people say, when I see God, I will ask him question. <laughs> I will ask him question. And he will also talk to me. It's a display of foolishness. God started talking to them. As he was talking, his words became fire. It was exploding like fire. His words were already like thunder and lightning. And many of them were dying. Some of shock. Some of because of the bonds of the fire. The fire burns them. Some were just falling down and they died. There were many. And while some fell down on the ground, they started screaming. When Jesus stepped out of the grave, his entrance alone. Have you watched wrestlings? Do you see some entrance of some wrestlers? When you hear, boom, which one? Who's coming? The entrance of God alone. The Bible says, an angel just rolled away the stone. All the soldiers became like dead men. And Jesus just marched out. He just marched out of the grave. I'm talking about the children of Israel now. While they were lying down, they screamed. And said, Moses, don't worry. We believe you. It was God that was always talking through you. You said I should join pastor school. I would join. It's God that is always talking through you. Please. That thing happened to one girl in this church. Please. Tell God we don't want him to talk to us again. He should always use his prophet like he has always used. We don't want to die anymore. And these things, if they want to die, it's going to be like 10,000. So 10,000 people died because they wanted to hear God speak. I was preaching either in midweek service or so. I asked some people to join pastor school to become pastors. That there are very many people in the pew that he has talked to to join and they don't want to join. I said, well, if God has asked you to join and you Who remember that story? Okay. Who did the girl meet? It was you. We the one that brought the girl to my house. Let's talk. We are dealing with the making of the prophets. You're going to become a prophet after the service. Amen. I said you're going to become a prophet after the service. Amen. Okay, I was walking on school road. So the girl stopped me. I didn't hear that she was calling me. She didn't know my name. She was just shouting, screaming, screaming. And running after me. And I stopped. She told me that she was in our church on Wednesday when the pastor mentioned it. That she has not been able to sleep. That every time she closed her eyes, they would bring in and be flogging her in the dream. As they have been flogging her very well. She does. She cannot sleep even till now. She cannot close her eyes. That she really wants to come and see you. That she will be pastor. She will, she was eager. <laughs> she was eager that day. So when she met me, she said that the first time a man came with wides, very big, huge, and telling, "Will you be a pastor?" That she was still like maybe arguing in the dream, and that one left. The second time when he came, they came with cane. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. So I had to pray. <laughs> I had to pray for her. I said, that is it. So if you don't want to hear God's voice through his servants, God will always come around to talk to you by himself. How many of you want God to talk to you by himself? He wants him to talk to you by himself. How many of you have I told you to do something and it looks like it's too difficult and you want Jesus to talk to you by himself? Lift up your hand. This night is your night. That it's not always a nice experience, my dear. Wow, so God spoke to them. Most of them died trying to hear God's voice. They just died in eagerness to hear God's voice. They died, many. 
according to all that thou desirest of the Lord thy God in Horeb. That's the place they desired. In the day of the assembly, saying, Let me not hear again the voice of the Lord my God, okay? Neither let me see his great fire anymore, that I die not. Give me the next verse. And the Lord said unto me, They have well spoken. That's God talking to Moses to tell them. They are well spoken that which they have spoken. And we raised them up a prophet from among their brethren. Wow. Like unto thee. So God is saying to Moses, I raised up a prophet among their brethren, somebody like you. And he says, like unto thee, and will put my words in his mouth, and he shall speak unto them all that I shall command him to say. Amen. All right. So, you see, it's very important that God had to invent a prophet. He has to create that invention, the invention of a prophet, because he always liked talking to people. So, a prophet is actually a way of God reducing the intensity of his word. This microphone that you're hearing me, is echoing the same thing I'm saying, Okay. All that I'm saying on microphone is actually what I would have said if I didn't have the microphone. But what the microphone is doing is that microphone is amplifying what I'm saying. Do you understand? But you see, a prophet is trying to reduce the intensity of what God is saying into human understanding. That is to say, what God is saying, though it's still the same word, but it would have been terrifying also. Do you understand? Imagine if God was telling you, to, to be, a, be pastor. a pastor. So he so would now be saying like, my son, my son, my son, my son, my son. I want you, I want you, I want you, I want you. To save me, to save me, to save me. If not, 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 not. This night, this night, this night. You shall die, shall die, shall die. It was always like that. So now, God had to bring a prophet something to Say the same thing, but let the impact not be terrifying. From an Old Testament, he brought out a prophet. And a prophet started talking to people on God's behalf. So if you doubt the voice of the prophet, you have doubted the voice of God. And the prophet is now subject to God's scrutiny. God works on the prophet so much that the prophet doesn't talk about what he likes. He only talks and speaks of God's desire. That is why when the devil wants to deceive very many people in our generation, he had to use the name prophets because the very concept of a prophet is actually a concept that God used to talk to people. Am I talking to somebody? And in fact, let me shock you a little bit more before I now talk about the making of the prophet. In the whole Bible, I need you to pay attention. All prophets were teachers of God's word. Check Jeremiah. Check Ezekiel. There were not much prophets in the Bible that did not have books. Apart from people like Elijah and so on, but their histories were written in chronicles. So very many prophets were teachers of God's word. If you read the book of Lamentations, actually prophet Jeremiah's poetry. Am I talking to somebody? They were preachers of the gospel. There were people that don't preach the gospel. There are churches that you go and the prophet just open the Bible and say, I want to come evil. And close it and they start prophesying. No, no, no. Prophets were actually people that were, they tell the mind of God. And the mind of God is so complicated. 
that is one line of God's word can be explained in several ways and the prophet had what we call sons of the prophet sons of the prophet are people that go around to re-echo what the prophet said since there were no newspapers they re-echo the teaching of the prophet God told Jeremiah he says I put you in the rooftop and I am asking you to stay there as a watchman so whatever you see you tell the people if you see danger ahead and you tell the people and they refuse to change and the danger meets them their blood is going to be on their head but if you refuse to tell them then i will put their blood on your head so they were basically teachers of god's word prophets were basically teachers of god's word and this is how god makes prophet where we read the bible talks about that god raises a prophet from among them the two duties of a prophet was one to tell the mind of god if you're writing it down this will help you two was to intercede for the people most times god is so angry and is looking for somebody to talk to so he talks to the prophet about what is in his mind how angry he is so now the duty of the prophet is to plead with god please god don't be that angry i'm going to talk to them so he pleads god to reduce his anger and also talk to the people to change their minds so he did a two work one was the work of intercession two was the work of telling the people the mind of god so he was both having a prayer ministry and also a great teaching ministry because he had to explain to the people about god's wrath and anger and how does god create or make a prophet this is where you're going to really come in now we've talked about the altar we've talked about the temple are you following this teaching at all and now the altar was actually where we connect ourselves to god the temple was a house where god lives in and the priests are always people who always offer sacrifices no wonder jesus said that he is a high priest that is to say when we offer ourselves on the altar the bible said we present ourselves as a living sacrifice when we present ourselves at the altar jesus comes lifts us up and presents us before god and god takes the sacrifice and comes in so now a prophet is somebody that when god comes in and now occupy the temple he starts looking for a voice he can use to send a message the reason is that god always wants to talk to people god always wants to interact with the people but god always wants a medium where he can always use to interact with the people the reason is because his voice the voice of the lord is like a thunder you saw a little example we did the voice of the lord is like a thunder so for somebody to hear god's voice it is difficult for somebody to hear god's voice the people won't even do what god wants them to do because they fear alone will make them to even die before god start talking so god had to meet somebody and raise the person up and start talking to the person and make the person to talk to others about his will so one of the things that god did in the old testament that i really love so much which i will want him to do in our lives is to raise us as prophets so now i'll give you a few things about prophets prophets are people that god can confide in people that god can confide in the first prophet that was mentioned in the bible if you type the word prophet in your bible the first name that is going to show up is abraham you'll be shocked 
No wonder you could see how God confided in him and says, I want to destroy the land of Sodom and Gomorrah. What do you think? And he said, ah, why will you destroy people? Don't try that. So he said, let me tell you. Men sleep with men where your cousin is staying. They sleep with men. Women sleep with women. That's why I'm destroying them. The prophet started interceding and says, God, will you destroy the righteous alongside with the unrighteous? That will not spell good of you as a righteous God. So he said, what do you think I should do? He said, hey, just look for 50 people. If you check and see 50 people, will you still destroy the land? He said, well, I will not. He now said, okay, well, God, in case the 50 is too much, what if there are 40? That is to say, in a whole country, two countries put together, they did not find 40 righteous people. Two countries put together. Sodom, a country. Gomorrah, a country. Two countries put together. They have been telling you that because many people are living in sin, God will just say, da. Are we getting like an extra five marks? Nobody was able to live this righteous life. So because of that, let's give everybody five five marks. Promote everybody on trial. No, no, no. It's not going to be like that. A whole two countries put together could not produce 40. Did I say 40? They could not produce 10 righteous people. So don't tell me, Abed, if you go to New York, pastor, everybody's walking half naked. So when God wants to come and check the nakedness of children of Axel, he will first check the nakedness of the people in New York. And if they are, you see, God will, you see, God, see, pastor, hmm, there's how God judges them. No, 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 no. God brought a fuel, brought matches, set fire on two countries put together just because he couldn't find 10 people who are righteous. And the reason was that if I find 10 people that are righteous, then the 10 people that are righteous can evangelize to another 10 people. And another 10 people can evangelize to another 10 people. They can from 10 people grow to about 100 and we can be sure that righteous people are going to be there. And all that Lot did was that I and my family, we shall save the Lord thy God. He could not give the gospel of Jesus to other people. That thing is a very bad prayer. I and my family, we shall save the Lord thy God. While he was saying I and my family, he never knew the wife has backslidden. That you are alone. You should have said I myself and alone. You are alone. You didn't know. Since we are God's temple, and the temple is where the spirit of the Lord dwells. When we pray, we are praying so that God feel us more. When we pray and when we fast, we are praying so that our body will be put under subjection for the spirit of the Lord to feel us more. What does that mean? Our prayers and our fasting and our midnight prayers and all the things that we do listening to the word of God and so on, what it does is that it subjects the flesh and when it subjects the carnality, the spirituality goes up. If your flesh was 100%, it means that your spirituality is 0%. If your flesh is 70%, it means that your spirituality is 30%. So what our prayers and fasting, listening to the word of God all the time does is that it subjects the flesh until the spirituality shows up. And that is what we call being anointed. It's not like as you are praying, you just feel something like an oil on top of you. And you start drilling uh, this thing. And you just like, Labarabara. no, 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 that's not spirituality. <laughs> that's ghost bomb. <laughs> spirituality is just that. 
your carnality level is going down and another hunger is rising in you about the things of God. That's what spirituality is. So now, when the glory of God starts filling the temple, God starts living in that temple. And when God starts living in the temple, he will want to start talking in his house. He will want to start communicating. If he's living in the house, you can't live in the house and not talk in your house. He will start talking in the house. So this is how God fills the temple. Come, pastor. I'm calling you a pastor. <laughs> it has happened to you. When the glory of God fills a temple, this is a temple. The Bible says, Know ye not that you are a temple of God. This is a temple. Somebody touch a temple around you. Touch a temple around you. That lady, you are even touching somebody else. Instead of touching yourself, you are the number one example of a temple before you touch somebody else. When you subject yourself to the Holy Spirit, what the Holy Spirit does is that it kills the desire of the flesh. Because the desire of the flesh is like you. Have you checked your room before? When you are packing out of the particular house to another house, you discover that very many things you had in your house were rubbish. And you cannot pack them to another house. your landlord is calling you and say hey hello deborah you have left your four shoes your 15 clothes you are he said sir they are not good again so what were they doing in your house carnality is the things that the devil has put inside of you that you don't need so many things around you you don't need them but they have occupied a greater portion of your house so the more you pack them out the more the house becomes empty for he who is living in just one room to occupy so the more you send out carnality imagine carnality has filled you from here to here and the holy spirit just entered you the shoe level the more you pack out carnality the more the holy spirit increases his stay until what we mean by being filled by the holy spirit is that the holy ghost has increased in the body because the more carnality leaves the more the holy spirit occupies the body until he has completely filled the body when he completely fills the body his hand has entered into where your hands are his head is fixed into your head his ears are fixed into your ears i feel like preaching his eyes is fixed into your eyes so you become like a mask he becomes the man behind the mask that sometimes when you are advising somebody the person is hearing god's voice because your god's mouth has been fixed into your mouth and while you open your mouth to talk god talks through you and the people see you but they don't know the one who's talking through you that's why the bible said greater is the one who is in us than he who is in the world so this one is the one that is in the world christ that is inside of him is the one that is in him so that is how the prophet is made when god occupies this body so much but before he occupies the mind pornography has to leave because pornography i don't know when you watch one pornography it moves to some part of you maybe this part and stay there another one stays there there is something called ai artificial intelligence ChatGPT. now the many many pornographies that you have watched has the ability to create more pornography in your head so before the holy spirit occupies the body it has to format some certain things and enter into it 
when he enters into it and occupy the whole of you he now controls how you think because now it's no longer your brain that is thinking it is his brain in your skull that is thinking you own the skull he owns the brain it's no longer your eyes that is seeing you own the eye but he owns the sights it's no longer your mouth that is talking you own the mouth but he owns the voice so he speaks to you that is what it means to be filled by the spirit of god and by that time when you are filled by the spirit of the lord a prophet has just been made because his heart is situated close to your heart so whatever is his heart's desire is your heart desire and whatever out of the abundance of their heart the mouth speaketh so if your heart is automatically god's heart and your mind is automatically god's mind then whatever thing you want to say out will be what is in the abundance of your heart so whenever you want to talk you will be talking what is god planning what is god thinking that's how god makes prophet and god said i'm not going to bring a prophet from somewhere into your family from among your brethren i raise for myself a prophet it doesn't matter whether you are the last born if you are the one that is closer to god it is you that god is raising to be a voice who speaks for the prophet remember i told you two works of the prophet one to intercede for the place two to tell people about the will of god for the place most times the handwriting of the enemy against your family is death and destruction so all that god can do to stop that death and destruction in your family is to raise a prophet who will be in the family oh god let me tell you one more thing about a prophet god does not bring a prophet from afar from heaven when i started preaching imagine 12 years ago and i was always not being treated fine because i wasn't big I wasn't fat. I didn't have beers. It's now that two or few have come. No sideburn. Nothing, nothing. The only thing I could do for myself was to keep hair. Because it looks like that's the only thing I have in me that can threaten somebody. The few times a baba mistakenly cut my hair off, a pastor introduced me as a boy of God. So I had to intentionally. This keeping of hair is not God who told me to keep hair. I now told God, let me keep hair. Because like that's the only threatening thing I have. And I was more finer than this. And you know, the more fine you are, the more you look harmless. So you can be talking, praise the Lord. My voice was not naturally this hard. I had to pray for God to thicken the voice. When I was preaching, it would look like I'm psyching somebody. Hallelujah. <laughs> After preaching, some girls will come and say, I like your voice. I said, you should have loved the word, not the voice. But when God comes in and enters, give me Numbers chapter 12, and enters into you, he takes over and uses you as a prophet. I wanted to tell you one thing about a prophet. Why God doesn't send prophet from heaven to come? Because when I was always being treated like that, I was like, God, if you want people to use, let me give you a nice idea, God. God, are you ready for my idea? I was like, God, are you ready for my idea? Let me give you a nice idea. If you want people to use, just make aliens come down from heaven who have not gone to primary school with them, who have not gone to secondary school with them, who don't have local government they come from, who don't have any village they come from, 
who don't have parents, who don't have anybody, just make aliens fall from heaven. They will respect them. But for people like us, they will not respect us. And God told me, why I raised prophet from among them is so that when a prophet feels what they feel, he will be put under compulsion to intercede on their behalf. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. When Elijah prophesied, all of us used to say Elijah prophesied and said there will be no rain or dew for three and a half years. And it happened like that. If I believe the God, it was not a very nice thing. Let me tell you the bad side of that prophecy. The bad side was that everything the children of Israel felt, he felt it too. When there was no rain or dew, he also felt it too. That is why he was drinking from the brook. And the brook dried up. He did not have any special water from heaven where he used to collect. He was passing through the pain also. When there was farming everywhere, it affected him too. People preach and say, hey, the God who provided a widow to provide for Elijah will also provide you a widow and they shall a big amen. It's not a miracle. If God used a millionaire to feed him, it would have been better. A widow. Let me tell you how meal was always in that widow's house. They never used to have food to the next day. It was always one. And after they finished eating it, they feel they would die. Before they die, another one came. They eat it and think they would die before another one came. I went to somebody's house some time ago. And the person was explaining to me how poor they are. That they have to tie a fish they put in the soup. They tie the fish so that the fish will not be broken and follow the soup. Because after the soup has finished, they have to remove the fish and put in a new soup that they are about to cook. That was how the widow was. So God said to Elijah, since you were wicked enough to give such a wicked prophecy, I will also give you food to eat. But dove will not bring you food, but raven will bring you. When the raven could not have food again to bring to him, was when God had to send him to the widow. And when he met the widow, the widow said, well, I don't have food. You said God sent you, I don't have food. The last one I have is just to make it and I finish eating it and get ready for my death. He says, give me first. Let me eat first. But the miracle was that he needed to prove to the people, though I'm going to suffer also, but if after this suffering you believe that there is God, I'm okay. It's worth the suffering. In Numbers chapter 12, God started talking to Miriam and Aaron. And Miriam and Aaron spoke against Moses because the Ethiopian woman whom he had married, for he had married an Ethiopian woman. And they said, had the Lord indeed spoken only by Moses, had he not spoken also by us? Unfortunately for them, and the Lord heard it. When the Lord heard, verse 3, now the man Moses was very meek. That pastor was very meek. Above all men which were upon the face of the earth. And the Lord spoke suddenly unto Moses and Aaron and unto Miriam. Come out ye three unto the tabernacle of the congregation. And they came out. And the Lord came down in the pillar of the cloud and stood at the door. He didn't even enter the house. He just stood at the door of the tabernacle and called Aaron and Miriam. And they came forth. And he said, Hear now my words. If there be a prophet among you, 
that is he's regarding moses as the only prophet now and he said well if you feel you are a prophet this is my limitation i the lord will make myself known unto you i will make myself known unto you i've not even made myself known unto you yet so i will make myself known unto you in a vision and will speak unto him in a dream god was now talking about how he had made moses my servant moses is not so who is faithful in all my house next verse is my wonderful verse with him will i speak mouth to mouth even apparently not in dark speeches when i read this i told god no i think this bible need correction in communication signs we don't speak mouth to mouth we speak mouth to ears so mouth to ears mean from encoder to decoder i was teaching god psychology i said we speak from mouth to ears from the encoder to the decoder so that i feel this bible needs correction how can you speak to somebody mouth to mouth and god started teaching me how he makes a prophet he says how i make a prophet is that when i am completely full you become my mask and i become the one behind the mask when i put my eye in your eye how many of you have put on masquerade before you put on masquerade before god is forgiving you now you have put on mask on your head when you put on a mask your eyes have to be where the eyes of the mask is your nose have to be where the nose of the mask is your mouth has to be where the mouth of the mass is are you hearing what i'm saying so when you are filled with the spirit this is how god makes our prophets he filled them up and he becomes the one behind the mask that's why the bible was saying that we are earthen vessels earthen vessels is that we are just vessels carrying god's glory though we are covered with sand so when god's mouth is behind the mouth he speaks through from god's mouth to your mouth so that's what he's saying if i am talking to moses i speak mouth to mouth so i tell him what to say most times when i'm talking to somebody i'm always with my phone or i'm always with the paper because there are very many things i'm going to tell the person that i'm knowing for the first time and the reason is because there's somebody who always take over the communication and start talking i was sitting down somewhere in a restaurant at Uyo, talking to a young man and as i was talking to a young man i discovered that the conversation has changed but i didn't have a control over it somebody else who was eating one of the millionaires said with you i don't want to mention his name if i mention his name you know crossed from the place he was eating and came to the place and told the guy to shift he said pastor you were not talking to this guy you were talking to me everything you said was about me that sickness you said god is going to heal i am the one he showed me his ticket he says i'm about traveling to glory doom in abuja i have just bought a ticket to travel down for a sickness everything you said here is about me he said i've never been to this restaurant before i was just passing and god laid in my hands as you branch there and eat i never knew i was going to see you so how do people speak the mind of god when they have allowed themselves to be so filled with god until his mouth is in your mouth until his ears is in your ears until his eyes is in your eyes until his brain is on your skull until you are completely surrendered every of you not you anymore but him ability for god to take control over everything he said you shall lay hands on the sick 
the sick shall recover. What's the connection? The connection is that his hands are in my hands. And when I lay hands on the sick, I think it's my hands. Not knowing that his hands is on the sick. And the sick gets to recover. Not because of me, but because of him who is inside of me. Christ in me, the hope of glory. So there is a hope that I'm going to carry so much of God's glory. And the secret is that if God can just occupy me, occupy the inside, one thing that scares God away and send God packing from you is sin. If you occupy yourself with sin, you have chased God out of you. That's why sometimes there was a time you were so close to God. You see things. There was a time when I was growing up. I was righteous when I was growing up till about 12, 13 when your friends started to disrupt my life. I had dreams and my dream happened exactly. I would just see you come to our house with something like this, white. And I would say, what is it? And I open. I say, ah, oh, it's here, pot. And I wear it. You see that that dream doesn't have any meaning. It doesn't have any spiritual meaning. It doesn't have any interpretation. It's just, since you are now wearing God, God has the ability to see tomorrow. So you join him and see the tomorrow. He doesn't have any this thing. So in the morning, I just see you come with something like that. And I will open. I say, ah, this is so nice. Let me just wait. When I now remove it to wear, and I say, hey, I saw this in the dream. I saw this. I saw this. I saw this. It happened with I saw this this night. I saw it. God was using it to show me how he could be so close to somebody. It got to a point that sometimes I had dreams that if I don't wake up immediately, it may happen before I wake up. One day, my auntie died in the hospital. I was just 12. My auntie died in the hospital. I was washing two glasses because I used to live with her. One fell down and broke. And somebody came behind me. I was 12 years. Somebody came behind me and said, you know what the two glasses are. The first one is your first auntie. The second one is your second auntie. You have just lost her. So I said, ah. She was just explaining to me. I didn't wake up on time. When I woke up, I heard people crying. It's a cry of the people that woke me up. When I now woke up, I knew exactly what has happened. I knew exactly what has happened. When they now said what has happened, it was not a confirmation to me. Because that dream happens exactly the same way. What am I saying? When the Holy Ghost fills you up. In the New Testament, the making of the prophet is different. God says, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. So if your flesh is like a container, when he pours the spirit, the spirit fills it up. And their sons and their daughters shall prophesy. So that's how he makes prophets in the New Testament. They speak the mind of God. They are so close to God. They speak to you. And it looks like God is arresting you through their words. The making of the prophet. Your mother has suffered so much. That's why God wants you to be a prophet. So that she won't keep roaming around. You'll be the one to tell the devil, it is okay. It's enough. It's enough. You can't destroy our entire family like this. God just wants somebody. The Bible said, if I can find one person who can stand at the gap. Who are standing at the gap? Somebody who can tell the devil, stop. Who take power from God and tell the devil enough is enough. Just somebody at the gap. Why your family is going through so much is that you have chosen not to occupy yourself with God. That's why I was talking to a church on Saturday. I said, even when your pastor said, I suggest, please take the advice. When he says, I suggest, take all of the advice. It's still him talking. It's still God talking. Because when he opens his mouth to say, what he reasons is God. The scripture says, a thought of a righteous 
is righteous when god has filled your heart so much like this how he talks to you sometimes you start thinking about something and that's what exactly he's thinking about god is not very far it's very close it's just that your doors are locked it's not very far it's not very as far as you think it's not he's very very close but you've locked everywhere when you are able to unlock and unlock the doors of your heart he moves in and uses you he moves in and transforms you it's always very present the bible calls god the present help in the days of our trouble that's to say when i have problem the available help i need is god he doesn't need to travel down travel. he's just he's around that's why the altar begins with a staircase where he can always come down but people got tired of him going and coming down they had to make him a temple so if he just come down stay in the house he stays in the house when he fills the house he speaks through the house lift up your hands everybody i'll be upstanding my soul say yes say yes say yes my soul say yes say yes to your will
open for you to come in. I'm open for you to come in. I'm open. I'm open for you to come in. I'm open for you to come in. Make me, make me. I'm open for you to come in, Lord Jesus. It's time to pray. Don't sing again. It's time to pray. It's time to pray. Mosha da 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 da. Sima namo ne kuriya baba. Yeka bose sukuriya. Tenda da 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 ba. Yeba tobe shukara da. Makemu ne baba. God, you will lead me. I will follow. Will you follow me? I will answer. Oh my God. Please help me out. To pull your Lifted up. Mm. Sweet Holy Spirit. Are your hands lifted up? Holy Spirit, search for rooms for yourself. Look for rooms that are empty and go in there and dwell. Search for rooms for yourself. Make out of this congregation prophets. As I to God on your behalf. You'll be talking also to him. Let him see seriousness in your heart because I want God to invade your heart. I want God to move in there and dwell there. 
Jesus. Search for a room for yourself and go in there. Search for a temple, prepare a temple in somebody standing right now. Prepare a temple in somebody lifting up our hands right now. Prepare a temple, Lord, in somebody's heart is open right now for you. Prepare a temple, Lord. Prepare a temple, Lord. Ah, my Prepare a temple right now, dear Jesus. Prepare a temple right now. Prepare a temple right now. Right now. Right now. Right now. Right now. Moving. Moving and stay there. Moving and stay there. for your glory use him for your glory use him for your glory use him for your glory if you've ever been looking for someone to use in that family here is a representative if you've ever been looking for someone to use in our generation here is a representative I see God moving in. Moving in. I see God moving inside. Lord, I know there are very many things that are there in the body which you will not need, Lord. I pray right now you pack them off. Pack loss off. Pack immorality off. Pack pride off. Until you occupy the entire body. Pack it off. Pack it off, Lord Jesus. Pack it off, dear Jesus. Pack it off, dear Jesus. Allah Not a prophet from us. Prophets around us. Prophets around us. Thank you. Put your hands on your chest, everybody. Something new has just begun in your life. Something new has just begun in your life. Something new has just begun. Something new has just begun. We give you
Joshua's everybody. I want to take some people to the altar right now, the altar of Jesus. The cross where Jesus died. If you're here in this house, you want Jesus to be your Lord and Savior. I want your hands lifted above your head. I'm going to pray for you. I'm seeing hands lifted up. If you're here in this building, or you're listening to me on podcasts, or wherever you are, listening to me on your phone, or any of the social media platforms, and you want Jesus to be your Lord and Savior, without being ashamed of Him that is coming to save you, I want your hands lifted above your head. Lift it up. Thank you, Jesus. Father, the hands that are lifted up are showing a sign of surrendering. I declare in the name of Jesus that you have compassion. Compassion. You have compassion, Lord. You have compassion, Lord. Dear Jesus, you that did it for me, do it for them. Do it for them, Lord. Do it for them, dear Jesus. Anyone that is here and wants to leave autism, give them their hearts right now to do so. Give them their hearts right now to do so. Before the devil destroys them, give them a heart to do it right now. 